Arnold, and his wife, Norma, have been married for 37 years. He's a bit of a character. His wife? Well, she has MS. Being a partner of someone with MS can be difficult at times. You're living with someone with an unpredictable disease. You don't know from one day to the next how their symptoms might be. But his sense of humor has definitely helped them cope with her disease. I joke about this sometimes. She talked years ago about her tingliness in her hands and her fingers. And people say, well, what did that feel like? I said, well, probably about the same tingliness she felt when she met me. But (laughs) 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 that (laughs) wasn't quite the same. This is MS, a podcast about one of the world's most misunderstood diseases. I'm your host, Andrea. I was diagnosed with MS when I was 31 years old. In this episode, I want you to meet a devoted husband who started a peer group to support his wife and many others affected by the disease. This is Arnold's story. 20 years ago, Arnold's wife, Norma, went to the doctor after experiencing some tingling and numbness in her legs. They weren't exactly sure. Uh, Just keep an eye on it. And he said, I wouldn't be surprised if someday you would get uh, diagnosed with MS. After her appointment, she followed her doctor's advice and kept an eye on her symptoms for any changes. Eventually, they went away. Until 10 years ago. That's when the same symptoms returned. She felt the tingling and numbness in her legs again. Her family doctor then referred her to a neurologist for a series of tests and an MRI scan of her body. They found out with, uh, together with an MRI that she had lesions on her brain and also in her neck. That uh, is what causes the MS. The MRI results would show she had multiple sclerosis. Arnold says it was an emotional day. Well, it was emotional because this was before we had grandchildren. And she said, I will never forget the comment she made. I may never be able to hold my grandchildren. Prior to her diagnosis, Arnold's wife, Norma, in her early 60s, was in generally good health. The news took them by surprise. It was kind of a blow, but uh, we just kept trying to be positive. Her early symptoms were numbness and tingling in her legs. However, her main struggle with the disease has been fatigue. I do remember days when she would wake up in the morning and uh, struggle to even walk to the washroom with a lack of, of energy. The MS Society of Canada explains fatigue can be one of the most disabling symptoms of MS. Up to 90% of people with MS experience fatigue. Here are a few ways to explain MS fatigue. It generally occurs on a daily basis, at times early in the morning, even after a restful night's sleep. It comes on easily and suddenly, is more severe than normal fatigue, and interferes with daily responsibilities. Arnold remembers having to adjust their schedule a few times because of his wife's fatigue. Thankfully, they could count on their son and daughter for support when they needed help. Generally, no, just working together and uh, having also a family. Uh, We have a son and a daughter and, and the support from them. Having family to lean on can take away a lot of the stress of having MS, whether that support is financial, emotional or physical. 
Arnold's wife found the support of family and especially having her young grandchildren around helped her get through the hard days. I must say probably the positive things in life that she looked forward to and that we look forward to. Uh, We have some grandchildren now and just (laughs) the energy that we would spend on them would help her forget, not forget, but I mean, it it became secondary, her, her MS. As a family, they participate in the annual MS walk. Their team is the Walking Weebs. Arnold is a huge advocate for fundraising. Finding a cure is very important, but also as these people are living through it, makes their life a lot easier. So that's another huge part about fundraising that I impress on people. Hey, it's not just looking for a cure. It's also helping those people while we're waiting for a cure to deal with this. Arnold and Norma have also participated in studies to help with MS research. A study at the University of Saskatchewan involved people with MS and those without it as a comparison. He clearly remembers the balance test. It was really, really interesting, and it was great to be a part of that study because then you realize it's the little things that uh, I take for granted as a non-MS person. Somebody like my wife has to make a conscious effort to make sure, oh, I better watch where I put my foot when I step out. I mean, I just walk, and she watches. She's more diligent on how she steps because she's concerned about her balance. Since his wife's diagnosis, Arnold has been an important source of support to his wife. At the same time, he felt she could use support from other peers. Therefore, he began to look into a peer support group, finding there were no active meetings in their town Swift Current. We thought, wouldn't that be nice to have a a group where we could meet and just discuss things, right? Arnold made a few phone calls to various chapters of the MS Society in hopes of being able to restart the peer group. He took it on and even volunteered to lead it. The core group of approximately 10 people meet every second month. The meetings take place at a long-term care home because three of the group members are residents at the facility, so it's a convenient meeting place. Arnold says those participating in the group often feel understood by their peers and at the same time feel less alone with this disease. They can share as much or as little as they want. But we, I find just as an observer, just watching these people converse with each other, they share stuff and the other person, you just watch, your, uh, sometimes you watch their eyes just light up, go, oh, I don't understand because I don't have this disease. So they're learning from each other. As much as he tries to steer the conversation in a more positive direction, Arnold is aware one of the challenges in discussing MS is that the conversation can sometimes turn negative. The MS Society of Canada explains life with MS can be challenging and its effects can have a significant impact on those with the disease, their loved ones, and their caregivers. MS varies so much between individuals and there is no typical rate of progression or disability. Some people may advance more quickly and reach a higher level of disability. This can be confusing, upsetting, and makes some people feel very angry at their circumstances. Arnold cites an example of a discussion about being misdiagnosed and how frustrating of a process it can be to be diagnosed properly and timely. One of Arnold's main duties as facilitator of the meetings is to try to keep things positive. 
it seems to help the people. Uh, they will discuss better. They will get more involved when they can talk about some of the positive things that they've been seeing in their lives, whether it's MS or just life in general. Arnold started this group mainly to support his wife, but found he's also there for people who don't have a partner. Helping in the peer support group and that type of stuff to be there for other people. And it's not maybe a big issue, but a lot of people in our group are single. And that, I think, adds to the complications or whatever. They, you know, their, their, their support that they get is probably not from their, you know, right, somebody right close by. It's important that you also take care of yourself. The MS Society has many resources for caregiver support. As I've said before, everyone's experience with MS is different. Arnold's peer support group in Swift Current is inclusive and supports people with all types of MS, from relapsing remitting to progressive MS. You can find out more about the different types of MS through the MS Society of Canada's website. Arnold explains that for his group, they like to have guest speakers on subjects such as nutrition or exercise. The information tends to help everyone at every stage in their MS journey. Those types of things, if we can get them involved in that, these are positive things that will help them and say, hey, I'm still walking. I'm still generally taking care of myself, so I'm doing pretty good. Regardless of your type of MS, Arnold has been able to witness how a support group can help anyone in their battle with the disease. Peer support group helps, they help each other much more than, uh, you know, than I could ever do. I don't understand all these things, but they help each other by discussing some of the positive things that have come out. Since the COVID-19 pandemic this year, the group has not been able to meet. Like many of us, Arnold has struggled with not being able to socialize as much. He considers himself to be a jokester, and he loves nothing more than conversation with people. Because, I mean, I, well, I used to tell people that I did PR work for a living, and they said, like, public relations, and I said, no, phone repair. He's proud to lead the peer support group and hopes they can get back together soon. I honestly believe that that helps people. I mean, it's not a medical thing, but, I mean, it's just a personal thing, a psychological thing or whatever, and it seems to be helping them, and, and I am very happy to help lead that. As for the future... It's unpredictable with MS, but one thing Arnold knows for sure is he will continue to support his wife and others with the disease. The support part is, I think, is huge. If you're all alone and, I guess, wallowing, that's got to be tough. But when you have some positive people to talk to or to share your experience and for somebody to say, yes, I understand, I've been there, I find helps them a lot. I'd like to thank my guest, Arnold, for being a positive impact on those around him in the MS community, even if he makes a lot of bad jokes. I said, you're dealing with my wife's MS, but I said, the problem that I have, I says, you know, no neurologist will ever fix. And she said, what's that? Well, I said, I have trouble with BS. And she, <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, there is no cure for that. He keeps us smiling. If this is the first time you've listened to This Is MS, please go back and take the time to check out the other stories I've shared. Do me a favor, tell your friends about This Is MS. I would love it if you gave our show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This Is MS is written and produced by me. Audio editing and sound design is by Rob Johnston. 
If you have a question about one of the episodes, you can contact me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Team Dunner. This is MS, created with support from the MS Society of Canada. A proud presentation of the Curious Cast Podcast Network. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.